Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to episode 449 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I have the voice of an angel, apparently. Or I'm going to. No, auto-tune episode was last week. <laughs> yeah. Make me a superstar, Nathan. Make me a star. Paint me like one of you French ladies. Gotta tell you, I'm glad... I couldn't do it. I'm glad we've made it, boys. I'm glad yes, we we've have. made it. We are so far beyond our basement podcast origins. Yes. That now we have people complaining about the sound quality. Mm-hmm. And not because it is poor sound not, quality. Not people, cunts. Um, and I would like to point out that people that complain about the sound quality of podcasts are exactly the same as people who correct grammar on the internet. <laughs> so, if you go to jail, you'll be put in protective. Put it that way. <laughs> oh, the depth. The depth of the multiple cuts that were just delivered. Um, now, look, we're a little bit late this week. Now, so I guess I should say, how you going, fellas? How are you, Glennie? I'm fine, thanks. Are you all right, mate? I'm waiting for this. I want to tell you a story. Oh. I'll tell you a story. I'm going to tell yeah, you so, a story. It's about yeah, a cunt no, named Nate. <laughs> zip, zip. Now, listen, I'll tell you a story. Like last, uh, not, not, so Friday, not last Friday, but the Friday before, uh, no, Thursday, I should say, I uh, took my 10-year-old daughter to get her second vaccine. She's in the, in the cohort from, you know, like whatever the little kid's cohort is, you know, it's like age 10 to, you know, 15 or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Um, so she, they had to have like a couple of months between their, their, like between their first and second. So she had the first one in January. The second one was, uh, turned out it was, uh, Friday and she was, it was fine. I did such a great job of distracting her while the nurse was sort of getting it together and everything. The nurse said, okay, we're done. And she was like, she was stunned. I'd, I'd done such a great job distracting her. She didn't even realize the needle had been there and she did. And, and she had no adverse effects. It's fine. So anyway, fast forward to Sunday night, we get a text message. We get a texter, as they say in Canberra. Um, you know, fellas, I'll go paraphrase about reading it. But, you know, fellas, do you mind if we uh, if we record on Monday night because uh, I had my booster and I'm, you know, I'm feeling poorly or something. What's he say? It's rolled me. Yeah, it's it's it's, ro- it's rolling me. So so I, so I assume you, they they sprayed you with the fucking the Eshe formula and it fucking took your shoes, <laughs> it took your TNs right off your feet. <laughs> but, oh um, fuck! And, uh, and and so that, and we were like, yeah, we were we were always kind of variable between Sunday and Monday night. So we were like, yeah, whatever, it's all fine. And then uh, last night, well, sorry, yesterday afternoon. Hey lads, 
would you guys uh, have any major issues recording tomorrow night? I'm still fucked. <laughs> Proper fucking so, up. <laughs> I'm still, now, mate? I'm still fucking got chills. I had fucking yeah, fevers are they again last night. <laughs> are you Is that from a movie? Control? Is that from Jurassic Park or something? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, Sunday Sunday evening I was not good. Yesterday I was I was proper fucked up. It was not good. So um, yeah, couple of nights of fevers. Still, like I said, still got chills sitting here now. And um, yeah, not a not a great deal of fun. Battled through today. Good to see your smiling faces, and uh, always feel better about myself. You pack of cunts. As you should. As you should. Hey, did you feel in well, um? Did you, did you to, feel to be in... fair, Jay, you, you've 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 been caught in a drive by there, mate, because you, you've actually been you've actually been positively delightful. And it's I'll tell other, you what, this other piece of shit over here on the left. This is how to be an opportunistic. Cunt. I don't actually have to be delightful. I just had to reply, "Yeah, no worries, mate," yeah. <laughs> yeah. and wait for me to say something. Cunty. <laughs> Uh, and I didn't actually say anything bad. I was just started no, to go about story was, to him yeah. about how I just said <laughs> don't, it was really you're so you passive aggressive. No, 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 you I took it the wrong way. Don't gaslight me, it's, motherfucker. It's, it's just like sitting back and waiting for Robbie Farrow to white hand a tiger's punch. <laughs> <laughs> like it's coming. I know it's yeah, coming. Well this well this is the thing. Like I was concerned because I'd just seen my ten year old daughter have her, her second shot with no like it's like nothing happened. I've got to be so honest with you, worried, I went in I was with worried my eight year old son. Glenn might have had been one of these people I hear about. Like I believe it's something, you know, circa ninety five percent of people who get the vaccination, they have these adverse reactions and die. I mean, like the the, the kid from the Foo Fighters, I mean he was vaccinated and look what happened to him last week. Now kid, I was, was just worried about him. That's bullshit. But I went with my eight-year-old son, and uh, he he skated through no problem. So built different, as they say. Built. It's funny you should say that actually, because Jackson has taken to saying that about himself just recently. I'm like, mate, you got to stop saying shit like that because it sounds really arrogant. It's true, Dad. <laughs> Just shut up, mate. Yeah, yeah, he's not lying, though. He's not lying. No, he's, he's certainly built different to me. <laughs> Tell you what, speaking of built different, um, I'd also like to start off by giving a massive shout-out to the Brisbane Whiz Kids junior basketball team. Champions. Who? Um, so this, this is a group of kids in basketball up here. They run... Before you get to comps, they run skills workshops that the kids go to weekly. Um, and they decided to get a group of the kids from those workshops who were uh, under nine and run them in the under 11s competition in Division Three. Yeah, and right? and under nine includes, and I know this is by very definition, not eight, but also seven. Yes, so Stepdad <laughs> Junior, um, who is seven... Played with He's a bunch been of jammed into the under against the elevens in, in an under elevens team uh, division, and uh, and they won their grand final. Yeah, good. That's on great. Saturday morning, um, and so he's had his little gold medal around his neck at every waking moment, <laughs> <laughs> reminding everyone. Fuck you, Dad. They were, they were the champions, but um, is your fucking gold medal, Dad? 
yeah, built different. <laughs> He's <laughs> built different too. <laughs> How many grand finals you won, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Fantastic. Wonderful. Let's talk about the football. Let's. Round three. It's come and gone. And uh, I am having very fucking, very uh, patchy memories of what went down because now it's given us Tuesday. I don't know how we used to fucking do the full weekly things Oof, like, Thursday, in the middle of the Wednesday, week. Thursday, I, Wednesday, yeah. yeah. I just I don't know how we did it, but anyway, uh, Thursday night, and I think it's probably Thursday night football. I mean, that was that was something that was only brought into the game. You know, we've been doing the show by years you yeah. know, before they wanted to add another ancient history game to our recaps. But uh, and Thursday, we had Monday, which was always a shit game, and for better or worse, was always still in our memories by Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> And uh, so Thursday night's game was the uh, Cronulla Southern Sharks 36 to feed the St. George Illawarra Dragons 12. The uh, Sharks 36 uh, tries to Katoa, Nico Hines, Ikevalu, Talakai, Ramian, and Braden Hamlin Ueli. Nico Hines, five conversions and a penalty goal. The Dragons, 12 points, came through tries to Jack Bird and Jack Gachevsky with two conversions to Lomax. Just like that, the Dragons and the worst fan base in the fucking comp are put squarely back in their box where they belong. Um, pretty impressive performance from the Sharks, I thought. Um, Jaden Sewer was put on report again, and set off again. Was yeah, binned oh, again? Binned again. Binned again. Yeah. I feel like he's in a position now where he has to temper his aggression because he's essentially um, he's getting into that Radley sort of territory now where. And there's a few other plays in, in the NRL where if, if it's there or thereabouts, he's he's in a lot of trouble. Yep. The thing with his game is to temper his aggression diminishes his impact on the team. And I thought he was on the you know, he was potentially one of the real buys of the year. Be interesting to see, you know, Radley's made a big song and dance about not changing his approach or his technique or whatever, but where he's been put on report twice in three games. It's fucking Dangerous you know, territory. You know what? Here's the thing, and this this comes, I guess, from dealing with with regulators um, in the workspace. But essentially, I, I see this as as almost no different. If I'm the Dragons, I'm on the phone to Annesley, fucking first thing Monday morning, and say, first of all, um, let, let me put you at ease. We're not we're not blowing up here. We're not asking for anything. What we want from you is to tell us how much he needs to change his tackling technique by and what's considered acceptable. Because it, it really does seem to me that if, you, if you're attempting to drop yourself and lower yourself, that the referees or the bunker are at least taking technique into account. Mm. That if you have lowered yourself to a sufficient standard, that seems to go in your favour when we're talking about people getting binned. And then you make a big fucking song and dance in the press about how you've done this and you've hired a specialty coach and you want to work with the league and you want them to be aggressive, still be able to tackle, but do it within their boundaries and essentially then dare them to send you off after you've made such a big fucking song and dance. So if Jaden Stewart was to start raping people, allegedly, is that a low enough standard for him to drop to to skate through like the rest of his teammates? You said he's got to lower his standards. No, lo- lo- as in lo- lower yourself physically. <laughs> Drop your shoulders. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, we found another side effect of the vaccine. 
horrible jokes. Still fucking sweating. It's not good. <laughs> um, but thought, fucker and I uh, played well. Sorry. They, they were quick. They mm. were precise. They were sharp. Um, the, round, round one, they looked like they hadn't ever played with each other before. But far out, Fitz, whatever Fitzgibbon's doing, he's he's fixing that real quick, smart. Yeah. So. I thought Will Kennedy yeah, was I mean, good as well. He's yeah, benefiting yeah. from from Nico Hines and his ball playing, and he's finding a bit more space. Um, and you know that they, they look a far better side for it. I reckon. It's funny, just like the. I mean, like last year they were essentially uncoached. I mean, but the, so so any difference in the structure <laughs> and their their their, sh- their attacking shapes is. Is is going to you know probably take effect, but like they just they just look so much better, and it's bo- it's on both sides of the field as well. And Nico, I, I mean, Sharks fans would have had great great hope in you know what Nico could bring to the side, but I think he he'd have to be surpassing their expectations mm. in terms of just how creative and but but like you know con- controlled creativity that he's bringing in the halves. He's not just this guy. He's he's not like you know just this explosive, you know, playmaker. Like, you know, like big playmaker like he was at the Storm. Mm. I mean, he's actually settling into. He's becoming like a good half. Yeah, that's it. John in the Facebook group he said, "Did anyone else assume that Wade Graham retired? Shocked to see he was returning in round six. I thought Fanukin was essentially his replacement. I've got to tell you, I thought exactly the same thing. I saw Wadey on the sideline. I'm like, ah." Oh, was he a that's nice. <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> that's, that's nice. He's yeah. still getting around the boys. Yeah, <laughs> uh, John said Moylan getting straight arm fended to the ground by the smallest player on the field is pure brilliance. Yes. Uh, Zoran said, looks like Griffin was too busy writing a submission paper in the NRL against having multicultural around than coming up with a game plan this week. <laughs> uh, Sharky Dave said, Karma is a beautiful mistress who delivers what you deserve the most. For Dragons fans, it's that sweet, sweet lost they most fear. Uh, JDHD44 said it's appropriate that Saints is an anagram for stains because outside of Ben Hunt, this team is an utter cum rag on and off the field. Uh, Junior Buff says the Dragons still have a Corey Norman feel about them. Hashtag you know the rules. <laughs> um B.43 said, can't even score on 11 men. Fold them and send them to the sun. Boo says, there's absolutely nothing from the Dragons back three, always starting on the back foot. The 8, 9 and 10 were extremely poor, added nothing in attack, especially around the ruck. M. by literally added nothing. Also, they should move Bird to 13 to help with bird, mo- bird ball movement around the ruck. Um... MJ Groom underscore AU. So continuing to see the Sharks having lots of off-season improvement. For me, the game was Kennedy and Talakai. Touch wood, Moylan may have even learnt how to tackle. Love how Moses pulled the dagger out for his old doggies mate and rammed Tolman. That was a fucking hit. Mm. That was a good, that was the highlight. If you're a Saints fan, that's the highlight of your season so far. <laughs> well done. How yeah, good. Moving along, the Warriors 16 to feed the West Tigers 12 at Campbelltown Stadium. Why, why are you was, almost laughing when you read it? Why are you going to be like Because that? this was like legitimately oh. one of the most fucked games of rugby league <laughs> that we've seen in quite We're just talking time. about Monday Night Football. This was a game worthy of Monday Night Football. Oh, ab- absolutely. The only thing that would have made this game more Monday Night Football is if it had been pissing rain. 
Now, uh, the Warriors 16 tries to Ewan Aiken and Adam Pompey. Reese Walsh, two conversions, two penalty goals. The Tigers 12 tries to Tamau and uh, Musgrove. Luke Brooks, two conversions. Now... Well, first things first, I, I feel like this game, and, and it doesn't sound like it, but as far as some of the uh, some of the chat coming out of the Tigers... Uh, coaching staff, etc. But surely this cures everyone of Luke Brooks's so-called potential. Or they, they had ten minutes to go, playing against twelve men, game on the line, came up with absolutely nothing. Not a not a decent last tackle option. Not a no structure. It looked like he didn't want the ball in his hands. And it's not just on him, but that moment was a an opportunity for him as the halfback. To, to take control and show that he was capable of taking control and he, and he proved the complete opposite. Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> when the opposition coach is be- bewildered that his side had played so horribly and yet won, it says everything yeah. about the Tigers. Like Nathan Brown genuinely looked shocked and couldn't understand how they won the game yeah. um, given how, how bad he thought the Warriors had played. So that tells you how bad the Tigers were. Um I've said once or twice over the years um, and predicted, and and I've probably been off the mark a little bit, but I have predicted the Tigers to go through seasons undefeated. Um, This year might be the defeated, (laughs) hashtag defeated season. (laughs) 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 Because people are talking the Titans up, but um, we may not win a game for the next four or five weeks. Is, is, is that the, sh- the the shirt of the year? Bizarro, so hashtag undefeated. <laughs> Let's have like Bizarro Glenn, like a zombie looking Glenn. Uh, uh, no, it's, it'd be Glenn with like lustrous flowing hair and <laughs> yeah. a six pack. Hashtag defeated asterisk. How good. Uh, fuck it up. Love it. But this um, one had the had the had the, you know people you know complaining against being hauled off the field and you know for interchange and Robbie Farrow allegedly telling them you know it's like mate don't blow up at me it's a fucking cunt up in the in the box in the yeah. coach's uh, box yeah um, it's very early in the season this is the 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 whole the, the tiger implosion like the the organizational implosion thing doesn't usually happen until after Origin. Yeah, when mathematical starts becoming difficult. So, um, look, I, I think I think the look. Look, let's think, let's let's light candles. I mean, it's twenty twenty two. After we pour the petrol, mate. Stepdad, stepdad wants stepdad wants to go Dairy Queen. Let's fucking give him some. Let's give him a nice trip to Dairy be, Queen. Be my Izzy. And I just want to say, like the Warriors in that last twenty were, you know, borderline inspirational. Yes. The way, especially when they were down um, after the the professional foul, they should like they had every reason to fucking fold because they're you know they're they're maybe not as terrible as the Tigers, but they're still not great, and like they had every reason to fold and concede the the go ahead try or whatever you know coming up to the death of that game, and the fact that they didn't when they're a team that we know has defensive issues, yeah. You know, there's like there's a lot for them to take to take out of the way they just they just fucking hung in there. 
I don't have anything nice to say about the Tigers, though, Glenny. I'm sorry. The, Neither the, do I, mate, if it's any consolation. What, what, what are the big worries with the Tigers at the moment? And, and yeah, I know, I know this happens when you're down on your luck and skill and ability and you know, good players. <laughs> but, like, you know, seriously, so, so you look at Manly, and Manly rely very heavily on Tommy, yeah? Yeah. They have enough in the bag that if he has an ordinary night or somebody has an ordinary night, that they can sort of pick up in other areas. Like, you know, Saab, Saab this year has had an absolute barrier of a season. And we'll get to that in the Manly game. But but they've got enough elsewhere that they can try and at least salvage something else out of a game. Dane Laurie had a fucking shocker. He did. You know, I'm concerned okay. that he's he showed some fucking borderline cowardice yeah. in yeah. going into contact and, and jumping fireballs. Yep. And that's a concern. Yep, it is. Uh, but there is no way that the Tigers can make up for that in the course of a game. So anytime there is a slight setback to them, it instantly becomes terminal. Particularly it, when like they the don't have, when they don't, when Dewey isn't there and you know, yeah. Hastings and well, yeah, it's, it's like the human body when it gets AIDS. It's not the AIDS that kills you. <laughs> You'll fucking stub your toe and die from a blood infection. Yeah. Is Robbie Farrow the stub toe? No, Robbie Farris is the A's. He's the A's. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Um, Dominic in the Facebook group said, Yo, I'm a Warriors fanatic till the day I die. We suck, bruh. Like, I want to have Katoa's eyes so I don't have to watch this catastrophe. <laughs> Hayden, did someone say pub slot game? More like stab my eyeballs and rinse them with bleach slot. Wow. If only we had Series 2 of Tiger Town, this game would have filled one episode. <laughs> yeah, it would have. Hey. Um, MVP of the year, Shane Cash, said, oh. anybody oh. know someone in the MI who can dig a hole big enough to co- <laughs> to bury the Tigers? <laughs> uh, Sam, Cash so Dane Laurie has developed declinitis. Yes, he has. Uh, Joel, said so Dane Laurie has made the full metamorphosis from a top 14 player to biggest win you will get all season is 10 free spins. <laughs> <laughs> Norts said, with the Tigers in decline, would Glennie recommend a digger with a bigger bucket to dig a mass grave or a smaller digger for individual burial plots for everybody associated with this club? <laughs> what, what would your professional recommendation? Uh, just one big hole. Just push them all in. Okay. Every last one of the guns. Danny <laughs> says Luke Brooks's time has come and gone. His potential has been reached and he's on the decline for years. They've painted themselves in a corner by paying him 900k a season. No other team wants to take on that. And the Tigers can't afford to chip in as much as other clubs would want to take him on. I've been saying for years he needs to go. He should have owned that game last night, but once again he failed. They need to take the hit, move him on, or just drop him. Glenn, what do you, like? What do you do? Is does that say you can't much? do anything until Hastings comes back? But but well, like you've just said that you probably won't win another game, right? This is the perfect time to drop him. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and I look, I I don't think he's the type of character that would be dropped to reserve grade and then you know develop that chip on his shoulder and, and fight his way back and and you know no. Take the benefit. I don't. I think he, in a season's time, is playing park footy. If that happens, yeah, but that's it. So, um, 
yeah, it's it's not fucking happening. It's 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 actually embarrassing to watch him show that he has no ability after this long playing in the NRL as a halfback. No ability to steer the side and no ability to, to and his teammates don't follow him. That's that's probably the most concerning thing. Yeah. But again, like, and it's not, you know, to to bring it back to the NBA, it it's not like you have like a, a guard whose favorite player growing up was Shaq, so he's trying to play like Shaq and he weighs fucking eighty kilos, or or a, a seven footer whose favorite player was Allen Iverson, so he's trying to cross everyone over. Like there aren't that many great halves. Like what are they? Are there are there half a dozen amazing halfbacks that Luke Brooks could just go and watch tape of? Yeah. Like that's the thing that gets me. And if he's not doing it, if you've got someone in your business that isn't doing the right thing, Glenn, do you step in and go, Hey, these are actually some pretty clear KPIs that I need you to hit and I'm gonna give you all the support in the world to hit them. Yeah. But then what happens if they don't hit him? You continue that performance then management out of the fucking business, right? Yep. How mm-hmm. is he not being performance managed out of the Be- Tigers before now? Yeah. That's it. You know, you want to know, you know, you know, you know why? It's because of that year when he jagged the Dalian halfback. They're still trotting that out. That's yeah. That's no. But that's it. That was that was the thing that put like a a hump in the middle of the process. Yeah. And it took him back to the took him back to a hundred. And so it started, so he could start to like, you know, just whittle away again. And it's like, it started him like, you know, from a, from solid ground. And, you know, whereas maybe he was, maybe he'd be washed out by now. So on, but, on, um, on the Mount Rushmore <laughs> of being saved by screwy election results, there's Luke Brooks and there's Donald Trump. Who else is on there? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> hey. ah, me. You finished with the socials on that one? Uh, I'll give the last word on that to our friend, King Levius. He said that was an absolute masterclass. <laughs> Toying with the tick <laughs> pies, making them think they had a chance. Putting 50 on teams is bad sportsmanship. Not my boys. <laughs> True gentlemen of the game. Keeping it close. How good. The Rabbitohs defeated the uh, Rabbitohs 28, defeated the Roosters 16, and uh, the Rabbits' tries came through uh, Cameron Murray, uh, Latrell Mitchell, Alex Johnson, Cody Walker, Kion Kalamatangi, Latrell four conversions. The Roosters 16 came through tries to Teddy, Manu, Tupo, with two conversions to Sam Walker. I think uh, Latrell is, is owning his heel persona, and I think his yeah. football is benefiting from it. Um I think he's he doesn't mind the fact that he's he's generated it was certainly after the Joey Manu incident last year, he copped a lot of hate and I think he's he's probably wearing it like a bit of a chip on his shoulder. Not that he needed one, but um yep. even when you know, when he scored the try there was a bit of swagger and, you know, I, I um Yeah. Scary as to how good he he is when he's interested. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. And there's, there's this there's this sweet spot for him that's where he's fired where he's fired up enough to be interested, but he's not over the top where he starts doing crazy shit and yeah. and where and where his opposite number gets in his head and forces errors and you know rash play out of him. That's yeah. it. I thought it was and he was definitely in that sweet sweet spot in this game. Sure. On, on that note, I think his opposite number in this game was 
was in his own head enough. Fucking mm. Tedesco had had an uncharacteristic performance. Just, mm. you know, hol- holding the ball up half a second too long or just trying to push a pass or just silly decisions, especially deep in their own half. Mm. Yeah, I think um, so. I think he's still suffering a little bit this season from... He's got, to, he's got to kind of unpack a little bit of what he was doing last season because it was last season he was doing everything and he kind of had to at times because he had inexperienced halves in there and yeah. you know you know and, and like and even last season it didn't work at times you know and he, he was you know kind of hogging it a bit and you know that happened in origin as well but um he now he's got healthy players back around him he needs to sort of focus sure. on what he does best and not try and make everything happen for the team yeah that's it I think the Roosters will be a better side if he finds that balance again. I think they'll be a far better side for it. But I thought it was a pretty intense game um, in large part. And there was some quality footy and, and also some, as you pointed out, Jay, just some errors when guys were put under pressure. Um, yeah. You know, uncharacteristic errors from some of the, some quality players at key moments. And the Rabbitohs were, were good enough to to take advantage of, of their opportunities. And, um, yeah, they, they looked a whole lot better than they had the first couple of weeks. Especially the defence. Mm. They they rattled almost everyone on the park at different stages of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, guys are guys are second-guessing everything they're going to do, expecting to be fucking belted from the wrong side. So I, I don't think this game, as much as he scored a try and, and did some good things, I don't think this cures... Cody Walker's yips. I think he's got a few more games to go before he's um, yeah, he but, hasn't looked himself. But the Rabbits overall look much more like themselves and it wasn't Definitely. necessarily as dependent on Cody Walker. Yeah. And it wasn't just like they weren't just throwing it left, you know, trying to make things happen. I yeah, mean, Cameron exactly. Murray was fucking enormous. Yeah. And um, I don't know. Anything else, anything else to say on that one? What, what a segue in the first tweet or the first comment, Josh, in the Facebook group. So the fact that Cam Murray is so handsome and so good at footy is enough to make me weep and splurge at the same time. There you go. <laughs> Kurt said, Teddy, playing like he has DCE neuron syndrome. His brain snaps are like trying to spread Vegemite on Saladas. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and Tom... So Teddy tried to go full Tabasco and attack tonight, and it really cost the Roosters in the end. I definitely think it did. That was it. That's it. Right. So we move on to Saturday afternoon, where the Penrith Panthers 38 defeated uh, the Newcastle Knights 20 in a spicy one out there in Bathurst. The Panthers 38 uh, had a hat trick to tail in May. For shame. Um <laughs> Crichton with a try, Staines with a try, uh, Targo with a double. Uh, Crichton, four conversions, one penalty goal. The Knights, 20, tries to Dominic Young, Tex Hoy, Bradman Best, and Inari Tuala. Clifford, two conversions. Mate, you should be the last person spruiking that if one brother outlives his usefulness, you should get rid of the rest of them in your club. I'm not so. I'm, I'm, the Mays You'd have never be been two turbos lighter if that was the case. <laughs> the Mays have never been useful, and in fact, they've been just outright detrimental to the fucking to to your entire side. I'd suggest a hat trick. Says otherwise. Yeah, I'd say that's Newcastle quite players. useful. 
It's getting, it's getting nights though. I mean, thought I'd give. <laughs> Quite usual. Um, and I mean, two of them came after the after the nights and had a player sent off as I'm, well. So I mean, two of them were straight up Darius Boyd, <laughs> Queenslander tries. <laughs> I'm actually disappointed at what we didn't get to see for this game. Um, like these were the last, win. the last two undefeated teams coming into this round. The Knights were on absolutely scintillating form. Um, the the Panthers had been scraping by, but apart from round one, were probably well below their best. And then all of a sudden, fucking like, I've gone back and I've watched it. I've watched a couple of minutes either way of it. I don't even understand what Barnett was thinking in the context of the game. Dog, dog what, what, shot. What like, is? Yeah, there is no. Like, it's it's indefensible. Think back to think back to the the Dragons Panthers game, and there was a fucking great battle all night between Jack Bird and Liam Martin. Mm-hmm. You know, ended up with Jack Bird all of a sudden, you know, having the the worst Oscar performance, including Will Smith this week. But <laughs> that that was a great fucking battle, and you would understand somebody getting frustrated or boiling over or whatever it is after 40 minutes of two blokes going at each other like that there, there was nothing like unless I've, I've missed but it but even and in it, the context of the game it's no, no, not no, like he was trying to give him a nudge off the ball yeah, or he's just no, literally there, there running no, past yeah, and elbowed him in the fucking face there was, and there was no running there was no running battle between those two that you know had extra spice or exactly. anything like that and no it was too early in the game for any of that shit to even develop mm. so um, one of the worst, like completely mindless acts of fucking thuggery I've seen yeah, in a I mean, fucking and look, long time. And, and and like, thankfully, he didn't fucking land it the way he probably wanted to. Yeah, because that was, I mean, like ultimately, it was a pretty pretty poor effort as well. Mm. You know, which you know, luckily. Yeah. Because and, and and I mean and I guess lucky for him too because he's he's only gotten six weeks for it. Yeah, fuck. So which, but, se- which seems kind of light, really, for an off the ball. It's only two degrees over. from smashing his jaw, really. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, absolutely. You know, here's the other thing. Yeah, so I realise that they were without a player for the rest of the match, but it also means that Penrith are down a player on their interchange bench, which is not as much of a handicap, but. It, it turned this game from what should have been a fantastic fucking contest into a game that the the Panthers always knew they were going to win. Yeah, they got and I think they of, played accordingly. Exactly. They got a couple of tries up. They took their foot off the pedal a little bit. And to their credit, yes, Knights, here's some credit for you, um, they fucking didn't go away. Mm. They kept at him and kept at him and kept at him and where they could have dropped their head and that's the ultimate excuse for dropping your head. Yeah. You know? Um, they really stood up and I think, you know, Bess continues to be in incredible form. Like that that try that he, like he burned fucking Crichton. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. That was sensational. Um, Clune's having an absolutely stellar season for them. But unfortunately, because of fuckhead. Oh, Penrith go, they're getting a bit close. Yeah, shit. Okay, we, we better click back in here. And then, yeah, bang, bang, another couple of tries. Okay, now this is back to how it should be. Um, yeah, and the, the result was, was what it would have been. 
But fuck, I would have liked to have seen this proper contest. Mm. Um, how long's O'Sullivan signed with the Panthers? Um, I thought we got him on a two-year. Okay. Because he may not have a, a long future at the Panthers, but his next contract, he's not doing that any harm. The way that he's... Glenn's going, Glenn's going window shopping looking for Luke Brooks' replacement. <laughs> well, mate, honestly... We've already, we've already got him. I, what are you about? I had Jacker. this conversation with somebody the other day. Um, or sorry, I should say the, this evening. That's the best way to do it. If you can get an understudy role, and it's essentially what Nico Hines did at the Sharks. Like, if you're coming up behind a superstar in a successful team, that is about the greatest entry into a rugby league team Mm. or a first-grade career. And I know O'Sullivan's had first-grade experience beforehand. But where would you rather be at the moment? You know, in Chad's shoes, Ben Hunt's shoes, you know, Luke Brooks' shoes, or whoever comes in to replace Luke Brooks. Fuck, they want to be in Luke Brooks' shoes. Well, Glennie, who, who do you bring in now? You fire Luke Brooks, you can bring in any half you want. Do any of them guarantee that you make the eight? No. 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 That's the thing. Luke, I mean, as much as everyone hacks on Luke Brooks, he's a long way from our only problem. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm saying. If Nathan Cleary all of a sudden, you know, gets the shits with his dad and goes, I'm out of here and joins the Tigers, then that, that doesn't guarantee him ongoing success. And the fact of the matter is, you are judged as a player on the success of your team. Especially the time, as a halfback. Well, the, the only time that that works the other way is if you've previously tasted success, which O'Sullivan hasn't done. Mm. So all he's done is guaranteed himself a fantastic team, guaranteed himself minutes around origin and injuries. Yep. You know? Perfect. Well done. Good plan. It's almost like he's like he must. I was going to say he must be a client of Strive Player Agency. It's that much of a masterstroke. <laughs> Tell you what, Strive needs to get around Tex Hoy. Fucking, so how good did the Knights look with the fullback that wanted to attack? Yeah, I know. Hey, he's good. Social spend in the Facebook group said credit where credit is due. That was Cunty. Dan said. Dumbest dumb cunt play I've seen in a long time. Daniel said, Mitch Barnett is a fucking idiot. Cost us a brilliant contest. Fair play to the Panthers. Just scraping home against 12 men. It was a great game before the insanity. Jason said, Knights showing they're a better team without Ponga. Knights also showing they're a better team without Barnett. <laughs> Joe <laughs> if I told you that one player will commit a hate crime during multicultural round... How short odds would Mitch Barnett have been paying? B.43 said the Newcastle KKK Knights. I just realised this tweet doesn't work so well in an audio medium. Because Knights has got a silent K. <laughs> Need a massive cultural overhaul. 1988 needs to be a reference point, not a basis. We can remember the past without enacting it. Mitch Barnett shouldn't play again. Wow. Um I'd put out there that, you know, Penrith were great and the Knights imploded. Uh, Kel Davis 7 replied and said, I wouldn't say the Knights imploded. We had the momentum before Barnett was sent off, played the last 47 minutes of the game with 12 men who showed guts and grit to come within eight points of the Premiers. Two late tries in the last four minutes flatters the scoreline. 
thanks for your kind words, Kelly. I would suggest that losing a game based on the stupid actions of one of your own players is pretty much the definition of imploding. Although I don't disagree with everything else you've said. Well done. That's us. Moving on, the Parramatta Eels, 28, defeat the Melbourne Storm, 24, down there at the Korean Housewife. The uh, Eels, 28, tries to Gutho, Wanga Blake, uh, Tom Opacek, and a double to Ray Stone. More on that, I'm sure, later. Uh, four conversions to uh, Mitch Moses. The Storm's 24, a double to Nick Meany, uh, Brandon Smith and Pappy with tries, uh, four conversions for Pappenhausen. Is there a moment that epitomises Ray Stone more than rupturing his ACL as he scores a match-winning try? Yeah, I mean, look, this this game, this game, the ebbs and flows and fucking dramatics that it had were just incredible. And like you mentioned, like just the fact that you go to well, Ray Stone, like we remember, I mean, he, he yeah, he essentially cost them their their uh, prelim last. I'll, I'll last, say that that season. prelim last year was the worst game I've seen a human being have <laughs> in a long fucking time. And so he, and he essentially, co- <laughs> yeah, he essentially cost the Eels their, their, their chance to contest the grand final. Uh, and then, even like, was it last week? Yeah. Unhappy again, comes in off the bench in this game, scores a try, and we're thinking it's redemption time. But no, Golden Point gets gets the old, you know, it's probably not, a, not as neat as the old Greg Dowling origin nah. one, but I mean, he, he gets the bounce off the post and goes in and scores beside the sticks. And you're like, oh, and like I actually felt like I mean, like I hate the years, I hate the storm, but I was like, fucking good on this guy. I mean, he's copped it. He just fucking copped and it. He's and he's a proper, he's a, a tough cunt. Like he, he yeah. takes his knocks, and he's not obviously blessed with the skill of of plenty of other players in the NRL, but he's he's pretty tough. Unfortunately, he's not very good at passing the ball or catching it. But which but is a wonder he, why he, they chose to he, play him at hooker yes. <laughs> in the fucking semi final. <laughs> And then he, and then, and then, then you think that's the last of the dramas, but no, he he stays down, and it's looking like it's an injury. But then they're like, oh, then he's up celebrating with the teammates, you know, a couple of minutes later. But then they're like, uh, no, that you can still, <laughs> he could he could definitely still walk on the, on the ACL. Like that, that is not a that, that is not clearing of anything. And um, but this game was a fucking cracking like mm. entertainment value of this game was better than fucking most. Yeah, but certainly better than any other game this season. And um and you know, probably going back away, just the the punches and the counter punches from the two teams, the endless fucking the endless chaos of like you know, mo- of of like you know, Gutho fucking them over when the Eels were looking like they were set to to go ahead in regulation with the field goal and Moses is screaming for the ball and instead they spin it over to the left to you know, when there was nothing on and um and even like Moses getting his opportunity getting a, getting a decent opportunity and missing and um, yeah, just like the the, fun, the the entertainment. I mean, both both sides. Like it looked like the storm were like were well, in, you know, in the in the middle midpoint of that game, it looked like they were well in control. In control, yeah, for sure. And the, and the eels were sort of dropping off a little bit, but you know, credit to them for sticking in there. I think Para um, have and- have a tendency, um, and they've shown it each week this season that they have a tendency to to switch off in games. The thing is, when they're when they're playing against better teams, I feel like they they can flick that switch and and go with them. I feel like they struggle to to turn it on against lesser opposition though. Um, when when there's not quite that motivation or they're expected to win, 
Um, I think that could if that sort of mentality could affect yeah. their ladder position in what's going to be a pretty I'll tightly what, contested though, race for the top four. Do you know where you don't tend to find lesser opposition? In the finals. <laughs> exactly my point. <laughs> so so if, I, if I've got to choose between a team that, you know, has a, a base level of, of consistency through the year and a team that's got an extra gear when they go up against the best sides in the comp, mm. fuck, I know who I'm taking. Yeah, and now, and at least in many times in this game, it looked like the, the Eels, the the defensive issues that they've had through the start of the season, were still there. But this this time, this game, the one thing they did find was their attack. Mm. Yeah, and it's it's really the first time this season that they've really. I mean, you know, the Titans game was a a, a points fest, but you know, it was a Titans game. It was one of those sorts of games, but. Uh, they they struggled mightily against the against the sharks, and then to come down into Melbourne against the Storm, who are a good defensive side, to fall behind and start to look like they're dropping out of the game, but then turn it around and come back and and grind their way back to. I mean, because like they almost had it in regulation. I mean, you know, they got the the, the first try of race don't put them up. You know, as, as time was running out, but um, but yeah. I think it's a good effort for the Eels. I think the fan, if they can fix up their defence, they'll be uh, looking good to to uh, be in the top four until they start their slide after Origin. <laughs> Jesus, um, Matthew, wishing the dogs have sent knock and board to Melbourne and retained Meany. Tell you, we fucking called it. Nick Meany, superstar. Yep, yep. Just, just like, just like every average guy that's gone down there before him. Tell you what, George Jennings is, and you'd, you'd be fucking filthy if you had a Nick Meany autograph footy card that you fucking sold when he announced he was retiring from the from rugby league at the Dogs. <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, Levi said that's one of the best endings to a game I've seen in a long time. Bench players for the win, Michael. Said, how does it feel, Stormers, to lose to a team with Wonga Blake on the wing? Yeah, well, <laughs> had a very good game, Wonga. Uh, Ryan said, Ray Stone, scoring the most Ray Stone of try of all time. Side note, Mitch Moses, chin, chinny, chin, purposely hitting the post, disguised as a field goal attempt, knowing Stoney would be there to score. High IQ play. Hashtag fuck the Tigers. That's the sort oh, of delusional wow. bullshit we like on this show, so well done. What about the Tigers drive-by? Dead. <laughs> the Canberra Raiders 24 defeat the Gold Coast Titans 22 in a strange fucking game. Uh, Saturday night, the Raiders 24 came through tries to Valame, uh, Sebastian Chris, uh, Charles Nickel clock start, and a double to Timoko. Schneider, two conversions from five attempts. The Titans 22 came through tries to Sammy, Kelly, Boferma, and Big Tino with Sexton, three of four conversions. A game of two halves, completely. <laughs> first half, Titans half, <laughs> and uh, the, strangely, the Raiders turned it all around in the second half. The anti faders, the anti faders, unforgivable yes. from the Titans. Twenty-two nil up, unforgivable from both of them because the Raiders were fucking disgusting in the first mm. half. The way that they were getting thrown through, I believe, is what the Titans say they do. What uh, do they in do? The, in that first, they thrun through. 
Right. That's your hashtag. Hashtag T H R U N T H R U. Thrun through. <laughs> You're a belligerent cunt, of a thing. Um, I feel like the Titans may look back on this game. Um, obviously, the one that got away, but could have a, you know, that two points could dramatically change their ladder position um, in a game that they were well in control of. Just, like I say, unforgivable. They'll, you know, as as bad as Canberra were, the Titans look sharp and slick and mm-hmm. and fucking drop their bundle in the second half. But this this game has such an air of inevitability about once the Raiders got back, like they scored right on half time, yeah. to make it what twenty two four, and after they scored their second try, and they were still only you know what it was twenty four fourteen or something like that or twenty four sixteen because they missing goal, yeah. missing all the goals, and once they got that, it's they still had like over a converted try to make up. But there was just this feeling of, of inevitability about the yeah, game. the wave that was coming. The wave the, the wave was not stopping, yeah. Mm. And and sure enough, it wasn't long before they hauled it in. <clears throat> but despite all of those tries and everything, I mean, how's <coughs> Semi Valame? Titans with one last fucking crack from deep inside their own territory. Valame just shoots out of the line and murders yeah. <laughs> Brimson. Brimson. Forces a knock on in the end of the game. Mm. Just tremendous. I don't feel that the Titans have a have a go to guy. You know, you you know that with the Raiders it's gonna be you know, come down to White and that at some stage or or Popola is just gonna you know, take his nine hundredth hit up of the game and, and carry fifteen people over the line. But shouldn't Fafita be that guy though? If Papa yeah. Lee is that yeah. guy for the Raiders, hundred percent, he should be. And again, for for Fida, when he was running downhill, he was he was fucking unstoppable mm. in this game. But in the second half, I think he did it once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And meanwhile, then you got guys like Tarpanay, just like I mean, remember last year when he had the thing with his misses? Yeah, yeah, getting on the, getting in, on Instagram or whatever. Like the fucking time after that incident and enrolling into this season. He's been fucking unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Way to respond. I'll give you oh, that. Yeah. yeah, 100%. 100%. What did our socials have to say on that one? Matthew said, waiting to see which player's girlfriend Ricky blames this one on. Bit early. Said, Can't call them the faders tonight. Uh, Thomas said, are they just playing a normal faders game in reverse? If so, big brain play by Ricky. Scott said, this is the most Titans way to Titan. When can we just have two good halves of football in the same game? Pencil us in for a first round finals exit if we even make it that far. Yeah, who knows? Joshua said, I think it was Glenn who was sketchy on the Titans defense. And the man was right. These cunts have fucked my perfect tipping week. On you, Glenny. There you go. Thank There's you. praise for you. Look here. Uh, Norts. Don't know what to do with that. two halves. Fafita needs to pull his finger out and get involved. Passing to flat-footed receivers in attack is under seven-level bullshit. That is correct. Uh, Chris said, great result and second half by the boys. Pity Titans have no fans, so no one to rub it into. Oof. Solzy said, I fucking love Rapa. Make sure you read that right. I'm not a Dragons fan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We ready to roll? We're done. 
Moving on to Sunday, the North Queensland Cowboys 38 defeated the Brisbane Broncos 12. Well, I mean, I was speculating. I'm not speculating, but I asked the question last episode. Will we get, you know, do you remember the time when they used to be these one-point, two-point classic thrilling games? Will we get, you know, because the teams are both sit on about the same level, will we see that sort of game again? No. Well, as it turns out, they're not sitting on the same level. The Cowboys are so far above the Broncos level right now. <laughs> and they proved it as they defeated them 38 points to 12 at Suncorp Stadium in their own goddamn house. Holmes, uh, uh, uh Griffin Yami, and a hat-trick to Jeremiah Nanai, who fucking announced himself big time in this game. Uh, Holmes, six conversions and a penalty goal in a perfect night on the boot. And the uh, well, afternoon, I should say, and the Broncos... 12 came through a double to Herbie Farnworth and a, uh, two conversions to Adam Reynolds. And my God, the gift of all time to fucking Herbie. That first try. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yes. Indeed. Just as the, the Courier Mail hype was starting to get back to its unbearable best, I feel like the Broncos got a real reality check and probably proved that, if nothing else, Reynolds isn't alone um, on, his, on his own, rather, going to deliver the success that the, Bronco, the Broncos and their fans expect. Um, he's not the saviour. He's, uh, he's an important cog, but there's a lot more areas that they need to improve on to, <clears throat> uh, to be competitive. And I, I thought the Cowboys just... Got on top um, just through sheer enthusiasm and, and got a roll on and Broncos couldn't go with them. It, it was actually reasonably impressive from the Cowboys, I thought. Oh, and, very impressive. And the talk before this game that fucking Ming the Merciless said no to Reynolds. Hmm. D- did I miss that when it was, like when all these trade things and and contract things. Oh, I happening. don't recall any conversation whatsoever about him potentially going to the Cowboys, no. Yeah, well. So perhaps it was an internal thing that never got past that sort of, you know, float the question stage. But, yeah, um, okay. But look, you know, we've, we have also heard from our sources as well that the Reynolds, there's far more to the Reynolds situation than meets the eye and that the Rabbits offered him the one-year deal because they didn't think that he'd physically be able to hold up to something longer. I didn't think that there was any... I thought that was just common knowledge. I thought that well, was just I out mean, there in the public. Well, well we say that. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've, we've been saying it for how long? Yeah, no, I know. But yeah, I, I thought that, that that's what the, was reported at the time, that the Rabbits offered him a year and he didn't want it. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but the reason why is because they didn't think that he could physically get through like a two to three year deal. Yeah, that's it. Mm. And they didn't want to deal with like, you know, med- you know like retirements that leave him on the books and, and that sort of thing. Because yeah. he's always um, fucking injured. Exactly, exactly. Some would say that's the case, Glenny. Some would say that's the case. Best I'll game what, though, Valentine Holmes has played in ever. Since uh, Gridiron. Fucking, sorry? Yeah. Since? Yeah, since Gridiron. Yeah. For sure. Yes. Yes, yes, For yes. sure. Like, like, and maybe maybe even before then, mm. maybe. Um, look, you know, you know, like it's been a, a bit of a joke about Chad, you know, going up on the big bucks up to North Queensland. But he was fucking, like, he was solid in this game. I have to say, in so far in... 2022, I'm impressed by Chad Townsend. I feel dirty saying it, but 
and this he's game, doing I what, thought he's was doing what good. the best case scenario you'd think that the Cowboys hierarchy, the best case scenario they would have thought they're bringing him up there for is to be a steady, controlling, managing influence on the side so guys like Dearden can grow. Because Dearden was obviously on a fucking hiding to nothing when he started at the Broncos. He was in a shit a shit team, a shit organization, shit coaching, no one around him had to do you know, he was he had to be the next Alfie Langer or whatever. But but this this comes back to the the Brooks conversation. Yeah, like there are some some great halves in the NRL at the moment. You know, some brilliant attacking minds, um, some amazing strategic game managers. But you just have to do a couple of basics really well to be an above average. Mm. You you just have to do a couple of basics really well. You have to know when to run and be able to do it. You have to be accurate with your passing. You have to be serviceable that you're not a liability in defense. And you need to be able to dictate when it really matters where your opposition starts their sets from. That's it. You've got to have a basic knowledge of how you go about doing that and you are an above-average half in the NRL. Now, yes, there is the physical side of things that you've got to do all of that under fucking duress and stress and 80 minutes of fatigue and and all this other stuff. But, um, yeah, Chad's just doing the basics. Yeah, but, I mean, Tom did, and, and now now you're seeing him with a guy who is actually a steadying influence on the on the side. And then you've seen Dearden with all of these great touches. I mean, like mm. some of his kicks, you know, the resulted in tries were, were you know, pinpoint perfect, uh, scored a try himself. And you can just tell that he's, you know, actually starting to fucking develop. Yep. As a player. Yeah. That's so, it. Um, Shock me. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? Sure, and sure. and look, and Chad, Chad deserves the credit where it's due. That is true. And uh, he he was a meme. Was was he worth that much? Uh, you know, I, I still don't think so. But he's, I'd say he's definitely doing exactly what the Cowboys expected from him when they but when they if they signed. you know as a result of this next couple of years, they then get a long and successful career out of Dearden. Yeah, I'd say he's Job worth done. every fucking cent. Yep, correct. Yeah. Yep, job done. Correct. Okay, Sunday night. Hang on. The Jason. Oh, sorry. I forgot, yeah. Said so far, Reynolds kicking has been the difference for the Broncos. Two out on the full in a row will do that. <laughs> yeah, that was ordinary. Uh, Ash. When he's doing that, I mean, and that's like the, the some benefit of like their, their squad improvement over the offseason. Yeah, that's it. Trouble. See you later. Uh, Ash said the Broncos are getting on the bandwagon and fucking themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Cruzy. Said, I think we've rolled out our under-13s team today. Yes. Uh, Kyle said, Premiership contenders versus the wooden spoon contenders. Jordan said, Reynolds can just go ahead and kiss the Chad's ring. God damn, it feels odd being this happy with the Cowboys win. Uh, ben very simply said, Chad is greater than Reynolds. Uh, and Toto said, Dolphins membership just went up another thousand. <laughs> I'll tell you, it, it's a real fucking worry for the Broncos. They needed a great season this season to stop the leakage of new members going to the team. Yep. Yep. It's, yeah. Exactly. Um, and that's like, well, you know, you want to look at the Broncos. Is that is that all of the social media you've got? That is. There you go. I mean, Cowboys fans traditionally are not big writers and feedback givers for the show. 
the Broncos fans usually can't shut them cunts up. So <laughs> I wonder what the common thread is. <laughs> Moving right along to uh, Sunday night, the Mighty Manly Seagulls 13 defeat the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 12. Adds Brookie, the uh, reconfigured Brookie, and uh, I suppose we'll get into that as well. Uh, Manly uh, tries to Tommy Turbo and Ruben Garrick. Uh, Garrick, two conversions, field goal to Daly Cherry Evans, and the Bulldogs 12 tries to Wakeham and Burns, and uh, two penalty goals to Matt Burton. Firstly, how good does that new fucking stand look? It'll be even better when the when they get the government money to fix up the rest of the stands, but um, looks look, tremendous. It, it's actually, architecturally, looks looks quite nice, but unfortunately it looks fucking ordinary with all those Manly fans in it. And also, it's great that yeah, the, the new... looks quite nice. Yes. So again, uh, Frank Lloyd Wright of the MI <laughs> over here. <laughs> um, and it's great that it's like a, that it's a general admission too, and they haven't like, you know, just jammed it like, you know, full of season ticket holders and stuff like mm. that. Um, and like the conditions for this game, the, the, other, the other star was the, the absolute fucking pristine surface of Brookvale Oval. No longer... No longer the the, no potato longer the, field. Fucking, the the potato field or the the cow paddock or whatever you wanted to call it. They uh, in oh. the construction well, during the construction of the of the new grandstand. They they ripped the entire thing up and dug it halfway to China and resurfaced it from scratch. And the torrential fucking down. It's not often you see rain that heavy that it shows up on TV and you have trouble seeing what's going on. Mm. Because because the rain's so heavy and the feel like the players weren't really losing their footing that much and it was absolutely bucketing down but the the field was yeah, held up great the hill didn't hold up so great I had some friends send me some photos from the hill perspective and it was it was a fucking slip and slide but uh, the actual field itself was uh, was beautiful and uh, in tremendous nick um, but the game similar similar to that second half and last week the the, the defensive side of things held together pretty well and uh this time for you know almost the entire game i mean it had a rocky start but after that they were, they were good um the attack's still rusty this time the attack the attack the where it's really rusty at the moment is in like the in the red zone attack long range both their tries were scored were were very reminiscent of the sorts of tries they were scoring last last year from like sort of medium to long range out um and there were some other occasions too where where Daly made a line break and was just ankle tapped in a couple of sort of uh, they only gave four line breaks that, that yeah they, they couldn't uh, complete but the attack close to the line is just is still fucking shambolic and it's not coaching because I can tell you even who's the worst coach in the competition at the moment Des Hasler Trent, <laughs> let's say let's say Trent Barrett even like even Trent Barrett in all of his fucking trentious genius, wouldn't say in the video sessions as a part of a game plan, look, guys, when we get close, five meters out, let's really fucking surprise them. And what I'll get you to do, Marty, is instead of take a fucking hit up like like I'm paying you to do, what I'll get you to do is run up to the ball, start a step with the ball in both hands, and then here's the big fucking knockout punch. Try a chip and chase. No fucking coach in the world is telling Marty to take a fucking chip and chase. Well, <laughs> under any here's, circumstances. here's the thing. Look, look at last year. You had the Panthers, you had the Storm and the Eels. Who else? Who else was in there right at the end? Manly, Souths. Did you Souths. say Souths? Yep. 
Um, only two of those teams have state of origin halfbacks, and Manly's coming second last. So the worst coach in the NRL at the moment is Des Hasler. Ridiculous. As of this Absolutely round. fucking ridiculous. And uh, congratulations, congratulations to uh, Desi as well, picking up his 250th victory as a coach in the milestone game. And it was also the milestone game for one Trent Barrett. It was his 100th game as an NRL coach. And like 99% of the games that preceded that one, it also ended in an L. The Doggies, are they're going to... Like, they've spent a lot of money this year, and I don't think that it's going to do anything positive net effect because once teams realize which manly did after fucking 20 minutes that the only players they have that can actually contribute positively are matt burton yep and the fox correct so the fox isn't dangerous percent of the fucking time. liability <laughs> he he's a, like a fucking and I, and I don't think they get. I, don't, I mean, surely though they had a budget of like penalties and dumb shit that they you know they expect out of him. Yeah, you factor it. I think it he's in. exceeding it. Well, yeah, but I think he's exceeding their projections. But the, the other thing, but the thing is that Fox is not dangerous unless someone can put the ball in his hands or get close enough with a kick to yeah, you know for it. him to do something. The only time he's dangerous is broken field, you know, off a kick return, things like that. Burton, on the other hand. At the moment, the only danger he has is in torrential rain kicking up those fucking wobbly kicks that he's great at kicking. That's it. He's he's not he's not creative. And I mean I know that the doggies don't have a they don't have a halfback for him. And in the, last night at the uh in the um the Reggie's game, Avarillo fucking killed it. Killed it after getting dropped yeah. by Trent. Trent leave this one. Um, they dropped. They dropped Ockenbore, who we were, you know, talking about you know, how hopeless he is. But what happened? What happened anyway? I mean, they they still got raped down that side of the field. You know, anyway, with whoever they put in there, I can't even remember who they put in there to replace him. But um, look, Braden Burns, I think it was. Um, look, I like the better signs around the the defence and just the the intent in defence. Better signs around just general control of the game in terms of earning repeat sets and uh, you know keeping they kept the Bulldogs pinned down in their half for the vast majority of the second half, and in, uh, in what was still a one score one score game when they they really had to, and like it's yeah, like scoring scoring clutch field goals to win games is fucking yeah bread and butter for Daly. So I mean it's not even worth talking about. I mean he does it so easily, and um, but. Yeah, and Tommy Turbo, not a flashy game, but he had a great. He, he had a good game. Stats great, wise, like, yeah, yeah, like over over two hundred fifty or two hundred thirty meters plus. Uh, Garrick was fucking great, and the thing I love about Garrick is he's deceptively fast. Like you don't think of him as one of the real speedsters of the NRL, but he burns the opposition uh, wingers off and fullbacks off regularly. Yeah, you know, and just with just with speed too. I mean, he sort they'll give him a bit of they'll give him a bit of the sideline because it's a rainy day and they you know they underestimate his speed and he'll take it and he'll and he'll beat him, you know. Um, and goal kicking, fucking on point, and Jimmy needed it. Um, look, last year there was a game against the Warriors. It was dour, fucking dour, clumsy, fucking terrible, fucking game. But was ultimately won by a Daily Cherry Evans field goal, 13 points to 12. And uh, that's what started the whole fucking thing. So let's I, hope I history think, repeats. 
I think you're lucky in this one that the dogs just didn't have the cattle or nouts to really capitalise on Saab. And he looks absolutely terrible under high balls. And he Worse than Dane Laurie? Yeah, no. uh, as, as a whole this season, yes. No. As a whole this season, yes. No, and he looks he look he looks he looks a bit nervous at times, but also he's getting he's just getting smashed as as he as he takes it as well. So they're doing a good job of like restricting yeah, the meters he has to run with as well. That's it. So that that's the blueprint for Manly. You can negate a lot of the effectiveness of people like Tom if you can keep them pinned there all night. Yeah, and you see, and I saw I saw some things I started. They're starting to do to mitigate that because one of the things they're saying about Tom is, uh, you know, they'll kick the ball on the last. He'll get it, and he'll get tackled, and then so then that sort of takes him out of you know the next play, and you know, he's got, yeah. So now, but I've seen now this in in the last game. Now they're basically, if he even if he takes it, he's given it to someone else, so he's there. To, he's you know he's there for the next play, and then one after. And I'll tell you that him, Tom, and Dylan Walker absolutely put people like Marty to power to fucking shame when like the runs that they made into the teeth of the defense when it fucking counted yeah. right through the guts in the middle when the forwards are not fucking when they're getting fucking you know nowhere particularly got particularly to power I mean Paseca with Paseca yeah I don't think you can you can't defend very well however Paseca is a guy that runs the ball like a fucking, you know, like a prop, like he fucking means it. Yeah, that's I, it. I, this, Marty Tapao, it shits me to tears when you run up to the line with the ball in both hands and then do like a stutter step thing. Motherfucker, tuck that shit, tuck it under your arm, yeah. and battering, you'll be, that's what you're being paid for. And then if you get your shoulders free and the opportunity presents itself, perhaps you can look for an offload. Pop it up. That's it. That's, that's it. That's, that's your fucking job, mate. Yes. And, uh, People coming, troops coming back from injury. I um, mean, so you know, we'll see how things change. But now, finally, after like the first three rounds, there's going to be some competition for positions in the prop area and also in the back row. So um, hopefully that'll uh, and centre. I'll give you the inside word. This you know week. what? One one thing I don't think Des Hasler ever does. Like you look at what he did at the Bulldogs. He had a fucking horrid forward pack. Mm-hmm. And he just kept playing them. He just kept playing them. He just kept playing them. So I'm not sure there'll be all those changes. Uh, yeah, we're anyway, going to have garlic, we'll garlic sauce will be coming back. And so garlic sauce will be, uh, he would definitely go straight into the fucking, he'll, he'll go straight into the side. Yeah. And, that'll, and that'll that'll firm up the middle a lot as well, particularly in, in defense. Um, and then you're going to have, also you're going to have Schuster come back in the side. So you as reckon well, you'll make the eight see, this year? Fucking make top four. No problems. Fuck. Okay. No problems. Motherfucker's got short memories. Okay. Short fucking memories. Do you want to shave your beard bed on it? I'm gonna shave my beard off this year anyway. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, Terry, so yeah, I'll keep. I'll keep it. We're for Manly celebrate like they have won the grand final by getting a very jammy win against the Wooden Spooners. Jammy implies ben. that there was luck involved, not total control throughout fucking sixty minutes. Oh, there was luck. Um, what was luck? You're unlucky. There's nothing lucky about. You're unlucky that you signed Dally Cherry Everts. Yeah, who also incidentally was uh, made uh, five tackle busts, one line break, and twenty five out of twenty five tackles. So, um, so, cool. so, so, yeah, he was fucking terrible, That's and he awesome. kicked the winning field goal. Yeah, he was fucking shit. Cool, hundred percent. Cool. You've got Russell Westbrook. Figure Great it out. Stats. Great stats. 
Yeah, won, Fucking, won the game. Dally, won the game for the Dally side. Cherry Westbrook, why not? Won the game for the side. Buy yourself a pair of them and call them Jordans. You keep talking about basketball. Ben, I mean, watch a rugby see, league game and you might fucking know something. Ben says, is Trent Barrett coaching both teams? Yes. Reading in the paper how much Daly Cherry Evans fucking loves Trent Barrett. I think he he's was a fucking am- both He's teams. an ambassador for the game. He doesn't want to bring any spite into things. <laughs> fucking yeah. ornament, ornament of the game. Absolute statesman. Listen, I'll, I'll sit here and I'll listen to you cunts carry on. Daly Cherry Evans plays for Manly. Manly does nothing but bring spice to things. That's what they fucking do as a club, oh. as a fan base, and throughout their fucking history. So don't you sit there and you're telling on yourself, Clanny. Sorry, you're telling you're telling on yourself, mate. You're telling on yourself. How so, mate? If you are, if you are an individual whose heyday of watching rugby league wasn't in the eighties, and that's you. I would say your heyday of watching rugby league was 2005 and like the 90s to 2005, you know, that's when you really got into the game, right? Anyone who's anyone who really started watching the game in the 90s onwards and hates Manly only do it because they heard their fucking poppy talking about it. And this They're fucking like, sheep with no, no fucking... Motherfucker, I was going no to that Camoval watching Manly play <laughs> Western Suburbs when I was fucking five years old, cunt. So don't yeah, fucking yeah. tell me about the nineties. But these days, no one actually hates Manly. It's pity. I've said this no before. No, pity's Manly. It's fucking Manly are awesome. They're the people's team. It's fucking. Fucking people pity. love them. Manly the fans don't count as team. people. Shut up. It's good fucking pity. When Delta started going through Northern Sydney, every fucking Australia went. Oh, that's a shame. They just pity Manly. <laughs> fucking pity it. Robbie said, "Fuck Delta, good you've got to do with anything up right now." The location. <laughs> lucky we played Barrett tonight. Yes, you are very fucking lucky. Aaron Maher, the fucking goat. So today was all about remembering the great Bob Fulton. How do they do this? By beating last year's wooden spooners by one point. They may as well have dug up Robbie's corpse and shut down its throat. <laughs> Disgraceful display by this bunch of self-entitled fuckwits. <laughs> oh, Aaron. I'll, I'll, I'll answer your comment with a question of my own. How many how many fucking games has your team won this year? I tell you, get back, back to get back to that. Do you know what this whole thing reminds me of? Reminds me of the fucking Russian UN ambassador. Every time somebody gets up and just says what everybody in the world knows to be true, he just starts sprouting some fucking. We are liberating them. It's fucking terrible. Bennett. Okay, 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 Jay. The West Tigers haven't fucking lost all of their games. You're right. I'm sorry for the misinformation. Please continue. Why are you going to spread fake news, Nathan? Jeez. No, Aaron didn't say they had won a game. Now you're making things up that didn't happen and putting words in his mouth. Don't put words in the goat's mouth. He said that you metaphorically shat down Bob Fulton's corpse's throat. He didn't say the Tigers had won a game. Also... Also, if we did do that, literally, not metaphorically, if we even literally did it, good. Yeah, I fucking said it. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He employed Trent Barrett at the fucking club. <laughs> so I hope we did fucking shit on him. That is full time for episode. <laughs> <laughs> and just in case, just in case I wasn't clear, I hope they shut down Bob Fulton's dead fucking throat. <laughs> 
popped it up, in, burnt, put it into a fucking fire, burned it up into ashes, oh. and then flushed that <laughs> down extra shit. For consideration at this year's Oscars, Bob Fulton in Weekend at Blumpkins. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, how good. That's us. We're done. We got through it. Oh, that's it. We did it. Amazing. Um, We're all, right. all alive. Uh, Daly Cherry yeah. still sucks. Oh, Daly Cherry is still, still amazing. One of the greatest halfbacks in the game currently, and certainly ahead of some of the other the, the people would be more fancying. Uh, shout out to fucking uh, Joe Palazzi who set himself up for some monumental fucking L's on the, in the Facebook group this week. Now, I haven't done the tipping for a couple of weeks because I've just, frankly, I've fucking forgotten. So um, let me check the results now. All right. Oh, gee, I'm not going well. Um, our, top, <laughs> our, top, our, our top tipper at the moment, oh, it's, it's great. It's, it's, it's someone that's been around the show for such a long time. Old, old, uh, old Mitch Doyle, Sharks fan, yeah, obviously. Good. As people's fortunes often go in tipping competitions, <laughs> yes, they go as per the, the side they support. That's it. And, uh, and so he is, he's, uh, he's up there. We've got uh, in second place at the moment, we have Christy, uh, followed by Mitch Rich, furry comedian, Troy Schroeder. He's been around a long, long time. Uh, yes. Alpha Ben RL, Willie Smash, Big Dan the Man, one of our uh, our wonderful patrons, and uh, Benny Tippy. They ran out of the top 10. And at the moment, obviously, we're only a couple of rounds into it, so it's all very close at the minute. But, uh, but this is exactly as the competition will finish at the end of the round. So if you keep tipping this way, you will win. So the top 10 won't change. <laughs> If everyone keeps tipping eight, eight from eight from from, from more, yes, yes, that that is true. Then no one will be able to catch them. Yes, you're right. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, there's only like what twenty odd <laughs> to go. Um, yeah, so this one's uh, a bit late. So we are going to be back again tomorrow with the uh, preview episode, and uh, talk to you then. There you will. Later. See ya. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.